This is the MLW Radio Network. Time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeman. Good evening, kids. It is Tuesday night. That means it's time for Front Row Material. My name, as always, is Mike Freeland, and I am joined by my beautiful ball-headed co-host. His name is... The Rit. How you doing tonight, my friend? Not so bad. How about yourself, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, doing all right. Broke up two fights. Two fights in middle school today. Yep. Two fights. Uh... Crazy day, crazy day in the life of a middle school teacher, but I'll tell you what right now, I'm on I'm on Christmas break now, so you know what? Uh, I don't have to break up any more fights, I don't have to hear any more foul language, and I definitely don't need to hear about anybody else complaining about homework. So you know, I have zero, zero complaints at this point in time right now, my friend. Well, Freeland, homework is something we gotta do. Gotta do the HW, my friend, indeed you do. Everybody, please, I got a favor to ask. Head on over to the FRM Podcast Twitter page. Twitter. Head over to the Twitter page. Scroll down a little bit. A little scroll ski. Check out the year-end awards. Oh, those are going to be good. The year-end awards. Make sure you guys vote. You can only vote once, so make sure you get the right one. Would you we like got, to would you like to read what the uh, the awards are this year? Let's uh let's uh let's go to the awards. So Meltzer has his end of the year awards, right? And Pro Wrestling Illustrated has their awards. And a lot of different podcasts have their awards. Here on Front Row Material, we have the awards that are based upon our show. What happened in the year that was our show? So we're going to be talking about the guests, great moments, what was your favorite interview here, all of that kind of stuff. So I'm going to throw it to the Ritzter. Ritzter, let's go ahead through the list of uh, end of year that people can vote on. First up is favorite show on the Front Row Material brand. Favorite show. So it could be Cult of Beardo. Could be Future Stars Now. Future Stars Now. Six Degrees of Written Renegade. No, no, no. I did not put that on. You didn't put that. You didn't. Why didn't you put that on? Because it only had uh, three episodes. It doesn't matter. I had but, one uh, date. And my wife said she knew she was going to marry me. I t- when you're gold, you're gold, baby. Oh, man. I don't know and why of, I'm doing this Italian thing. I have no idea. I had lasagna it, tonight. And of course, we have FRM pod. As of right now, Tuesday night, FRM pod is leading with 56% of the votes. Next up, favorite guest on Future Stars Now. Oh, now if you have not tuned into Future Stars Now, that airs on Friday nights on our YouTube channel and even here on Twitch as well. It is a great, great show. Uh, The creator of it is my bald-headed friend, The Rit, and he brings in all the stars on the indie circuit. 
that are making their way through. We have great interviews with people. Uh, so who was the list on this one? Uh, I, I, I went and did some did some digging from our LibSync statistics, you know, downloads, views. Did, did a little, you know, l- little Jimmy shake. And uh, I came up with. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. A little what? A little Jimmy and a shake. A little you Jimmy know? and a shake. Uh, yeah. Picking a poke. No. You are, you are that old. You are that old. But uh, yeah, our our four guests would be Darius Carter. Oh, Mr. Darius Matt Carter. Turner. Matt Turner. That was a good one. Miss Pee Pee Poo Poo Erica Lee. Honk, honk. Love Erica Lee. And Trevor Outlaw. Trevor Outlaw. Outlaw. As of right now. Yeah. Erica Lee, Miss Pee Pee Poo Poo is winning with 50% of the votes. 50% of the votes. Well, she was really entertaining. She's really, I mean, there's not a whole lot of Erica Lees out in this world. By the way, speaking of Erica Lee, you and I were talking about this. She has a new show she is launching. And I is it a Twitch show? Is it a YouTube show? What, what do we I, got here? I think it's a Twitch show, and I'm trying to weasel my way in as a guest. I'm trying. I see. So... But, uh, man, next up, best food we have talked about all year. Best food we have talked about all year. By the way, did you before you go into this, did you catch the video that I posted on social media uh, this past weekend? Yes, I did, Freeland. Yes, I did. Just going to tell you. You know, this is this is an ongoing conversation about eating a burger. And I don't know. Our, our guy, O'Shea. In Ring of Honor, he basically says, you just grab that thing and you just, uh, you get up in that. But but you, my friend, you seem to like to cut a burger, which I don't understand. Um, Don't quite get that. I don't know why you would cut a burger. Alex Reynolds says, just go for it. So I'm fine with that. I don't know cut a burger if you cut a burger i don't know what to say about you i don't know what that says about you cutting a burger just gotta grab that get into that so what is the foods burgers one burgers is the first one what's the next one oreos oh man i tell you what uh, we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna have a really difficult uh championship match with uh with who's Jersey this, Devil. Who's this we? Well, I you're mean go, you're us gonna as a have show us as you're a gonna show. have have a difficult time. No, he ate I, how many did he eat? 49. 49, and I had 42. I can't be the guy who introduces a championship, a competitive eating championship on our podcast. <laughs> and I cr- I crown myself the champion. <laughs> Just like when Eric Bischoff came back and he just gave Triple H the world championship. He's like, hey, here you go. And then I'm going down in my first in my first match. Can't do that. I gotta I gotta somehow beat him. So Oreos, what's next? Krispy Kreme donuts. Krispy Kreme, because that's uh our good friend up in Chicago. Little little Misa Kate. Little Missa Kate. We're gonna have to bring uh, her on again. And well. Last but not least, the chicken palm. 
the chicken parmesan from Mikey. Oh, fucking 11 30 12 o'clock at night you're out there pounding the chicken <laughs> i re i remember that episode freeland i represent i remember that like it was n yesterday that's some bitch literally when me and jerry were recording he would literally send us a text message and say uh give me a few minutes and i'll be like why i'm preheating the oven i'm like it's 11 o'clock at night what are you doing what are you doing anyway oh man Jersey Devil, Hormel Chili. Hormel does, you, does it make the cut? Hormel Chili is awesome. If you have not had yourself a can of Hormel Chili, you're not living life. You're not living the life. I'll eat Hormel Chili out of the can cold. I don't care. It looks like dog food, but I will eat it because I have no shame. And uh, next up. What's next? Favorite panel member Ooh. on FRM Podcast. Favorite panel member? We've got Liam Savage. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Back up. Oreo Cookies is leading, but by a slim margin of 44%. Okay. But we got Liam Savage. Liam, whatever. We've got okay. The Butt. Yes, Ass Man. Yeah. We got Anton. Anton's a he's pretty awesome. He's a he's a statistics, he's a historical man. He mans the phones. Love the Anton. And we've got Mike Unit. My cook, don't mess with a man. Don't mess with the love butter. Ooh, it's sexual time. That man's also really good. He has his own show, very successful. It's it's really tough. Why are why am I not on this? You're you're not a panel member. Remember, you said it yourself. You're the man that asked the questions. Yeah, that's true. But uh, as of right now, Mike Unit, Mike Cook, is winning with 38%. Ooh, 38% of the votes are in. Mike Cook is on fire. Man. What else we, we got? got? Favorite sit-down interview on FRM Podcast. Favorite interview in 2021 of FRM. Who are the nominees? Ken Shamrock, World Kenny Most Shams, Dangerous Mac. Kenny Shams, gotta love him. C.W. Anderson. C.W. I love C.W. Crowbar. Crowbar. Iconic match. Or <laughs> match. Iconic interview, yes. Who else we got? And Dan Barry. Dan Barry is awesome because Dan Barry is funny as shit. Gotta love me some Dan Barry. By the way, all the people that we mentioned, go ahead and hit that follow button on Twitter. Follow these people. They are really really good follows um who cuts a better promo on twitter than crowbar i don't Nobody. think anyone does no no one does crowbar is actually leading with 65 percent. there you go crowbar actually uh, hit me with a dm and he said hey heard we still got some meat on the bone can we go ahead and we do a part two i said baby baby for you we can have a pot three, a pot four. I'm just feeling really good because I'm on fucking Christmas break right now. No. I'm telling you, knowing I do not have to get up and be in a room that smells like B.O. at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning with 25 eighth graders. I'm I'm loving it right now. I'm loving uh, it. Next up, yes. most charismatic on Future Stars Now. Most charismatic on FSN. Who do we got? Killian McMurphy. That was a good one. Missa Kate. That's a really good one. Andy Hedder. Andy Hedder is fun as hell. And Lila Gray. 
Oh, Lila. She, she was one of those underrated like interviews. She, she was. She really was. Now, speaking of Andy Hedder, Andy Hedder has his own podcast as well. Yes, uh, he's part of the Tornado Tag uh, podcast. Tornado Tag podcast. What did you call it? A tornado? Tornado. Tornado. And, 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 and speaking of speaking of that, we're gonna get real serious for a minute. We we want to sit there and throw out you know well wishes to anybody Kentucky all the way up. Anton, man, we miss you. We love you, and I uh, hope you listen to this. And I hope you're safe. Yes. Very much. Very, but very much. Andy Header, 50% of the votes. I mean, can't really go wrong with Andy Header, but all of them, great nominees. Great nominees. What's the next award? Most heartfelt interview this year. Oh, I think I know who I'm going to be going with on this one. First up, Ruby Rays. That was such... that. That was such a great interview. Like, if if someone asked me in your career interviewing wrestlers, where would you rank that one? That's top five easy. Yes. And the way she opened up at the end, like, not a lot of people are willing to do that, like, show that much vulnerability. But she did. Well, it's still re real to me, damn it. And I love me some Ruby. C.W. Anderson. Yeah, C. Dub got very emotional and very open and honest with us. Yes, Lufisto. Lufisto, man, it's been a while since we talked to our favorite Canadian, but that one was about as real as uh, real gets. Uh, really I love how she opened up, how she took on the whole athletic commission. You know, that that was great. And uh, one of my new new close personal friends, the Pope. Elijah Burke. Oh man, that was awesome. And the the things that they sit there and uh he talked about, you know, with his charity and everything, that was amazing. As of right now, 38% CW Anderson. Yeah. But, and last but not least, what do we got? The person who put Mike Freeland in his place the most in an interview or on the podcast personally. Darius Carter. That and and, and and who is he to you? Mr. Darius Carter. About time you got that right. Trevor Outlaw, another great one that puts you in your place. Yep. Trevor Outlaw. Our boss, Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey. <laughs> if if he doesn't put you at least once every 15 minutes in your place. There's something wrong. And Killian McMurphy, who flat out told you, you are not an educator because you don't even know how to answer que ask questions correctly. He, I thought he hated me. I thought that man hated me. He MJF'd me in that entire interview. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, of course, Mikey Whipwreck has 69 oh uh, isn't that just fitting for mikey 69 so anytime guys anybody wants to sit there and throw out any ideas that we can do for end of year awards if you think somebody got snubbed in the awards i know there's one interview that is was really well for future stars now but the polls were up before that one so that one will get included in next year's run the Moondog Murray interview. 
The Moondog Murray interview is getting a lot of traction, and there's been a lot of independent wrestlers who've actually reached out to me as well, and they said how much they enjoyed it, and I think it is really cool. If you have not a chance to hear the Moondog Murray interview, I highly recommend that you go and check that out um, because it is really, really good. Moondog opens up about his wrestling career, um, about changing wrestling promotions. So, Ooh, best FRM beard. Do we really have to have this conversation? I mean, do we? Wait, wait. Are we going to go guest also? Because I don't know. The Boogster put throw it out there. Because Eric Redbeard would beat oh, me hands down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't compete with the Wyatt family. I mean, let's be honest. You really can't. Oh, man. But those are the awards. Head on over to uh, the Twitter page, at FRM Podcast. Guys, check it out vote Let, and at the end of the year the last episode of the year we're gonna sit down and we're gonna have the uh have a huge party gonna put out some some awards yes i'm going to try my hardest on whoever gets an award to send us a video of an acceptance speech i think that sounds great i cannot oh my goodness I, if Eric Lee wins, that acceptance speech is going to be hands and feet above the rest. Are you, are hands and feet above the its head and shoulders above? Oh my god, Freeland, you know me. I don't know this stuff. I just make it up as I go. Oh my, yeah, but I get grilled for not knowing all the Great Lakes. Fr Freeland, I'm telling you right now, if all you guys, you, if you guys Liam. even know, yeah, how how much I bullshit my way through interviews. And not knowing a damn thing, I'll be booted off the show. But bigger than the polls at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. You ready, Freeland? Can't imagine. Oh, no, you know what's coming. We've got our merch store up and running, guys. Bam, right there it is. There it is. I want you to read that to everyone. Tell them what the URL is and do it with a straight face. Damn, head on over to brainbustertees.com forward slash other forward slash front dash road dash material forward slash and get your merchandise. Great designs. Most of them were done by Base Kip. Hit them up over on Base Kip on Twitter. He can help you out. Uh, man, we've, we've got your, your Six Degrees of Written Renegade merchandise. We've got your FRM Pod merchandise. We have got your Cult of Beardo merchandise, <clears throat> Boog, and we have your Future Stars Now merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, zip-ups, beanies, Condoms, stickers, ass wipes. We, we've got everything over there, guys. So Disposable head on over to BrainBusterTees.com. Yes. Get your merchandise. Socks. I, this is great merchandise, Thongs. and it's brought to you. It's the only place to get official Front Row Material merchandise. Right, Freeland? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's the way to go. I mean, if you want to support the show, throw some money our way so we can continue to do this thing, head on over there, pick up some merchandise, maybe uh, a T-shirt or a hoodie, anything to that nature. We're going to be adding some more stuff as well. Do they have beanies out yet on uh, on the merch store yet? Or yes, not yet? yes, FRM Pods beanies. They're actually stitched beanies where the logo is stitched on. It's not ironed on, it's stitched on. I'm actually going to, you know me, I'm a beanie guy. You're a beanie guy. So those there, those there look a lot better 
than the ones from the other store. Oh, so now we're going to th- start throwing shade at the other store. I understand. I see what you're saying. So I'm going to have yeah. to get a, I'm going to have to get a beanie. Does the beanie keep your head warm in the wintertime? Oh, head and ears. Bat flaps rule. Well, I have bat wings, but yes. Yes. So Freeland. Yeah. Got another, got, got another little thing. Had a, had a little contest last week. A little consty, yeah. Yeah, threw it out in the Twitter page. Okay. First person to comment on every, every YouTube video. Okay. Got a free FRM pod t-shirt. Oh, geez. Yes. The rules were simple. Comment on every one. You got a t-shirt. Only one person did it correctly. One. So, I DM'd her. That T-shirt's coming in the mail, Miss Taylor Marie. So, the so Taylor Marie is our big first winner, and uh, we're just gonna have to see where and, we go from uh, from here. Yeah, hey, we're still trying to get those hundred uh, followers over on the YouTube page. You know, head on over YouTube, type in search front row material. You'll see the logo, click on it, click follow, and just go through all the great interviews we've had in the past, what, nine, ten months? Yeah. So once we hit 100, I have to say bye-bye to my autograph Sabu autobiography because I will be picking a winner at random, and that book will be get sent out. Indeed. And by the way, don't forget to keep tuning in to our brand because we're going to be having a couple more chapters coming out here over my Christmas break of uh, the Sabu book. So if you're enjoying that so far, more chapters will be released. So look for that very, very soon. Yeah, so we sit there and we talk all the time about our live shows. But one of our bread and butters is overbooked. Sitting down with Mike Freeland. I never thought people would want to sit next to me and listen to me read a book. But maybe I should read. Maybe I should do this. Should I read some Christmas stories as well? Ooh. Maybe I should in the holiday season. Maybe a little background music and read something like the night before Christmas. Oh, maybe sit there and maybe we could do a live version of that. Maybe we could. Maybe we all could have some hot chocolate. We could all sit around. And uh, we can just listen to some story time. Have some light music in the background. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah, something to think about. Yeah. Can we throw the book at Freeland? Thank you so much. By the way, Jersey Devil, enjoy, enjoy your victory as it is right now. Because let me tell you something right now, my friend. You are going down faster than Sonny on half the WWE's roster in the mid nineties. Just telling you that right now. I would love to get her on the podcast just once. Well, she's friends with Franny. So I'm sure we could probably, uh, Uh, I just want to ask her one question about great stories that I heard that had to do back in ECW and Sabu's RV. That's all I'm saying. You're a dirty man. You realize that you're a dirty, dirty man. Sunny taste for Freeland. Oh, my God. You know what? So, um, the panel's going to be coming up. 
going to be coming up tonight. Uh, like we said before, the butt is on vacay, the holiday season. And Anton is still without power. So we are going to be having a unique panel on us tonight. So don't, don't, don't go anywhere. All the invites have been sent out. When we come back, it's going to be panel time. We got so many questions to talk about. Jeff Hardy, what's going to be happening with his situation? Winter is coming. Not only do we have um, Brian Danielson versus the AEW champion, Hangman Adam Page. I'm going to give you my hot take on what's going to happen in that title match as well. But so many other things. Where's Johnny Gorgano going to show up? What about Kyle O'Reilly? All of that and a whole lot more. If you have questions or you want to be part of the chat itself, go ahead and let us know. We'll be back right after this. Oh, my God. Welcome back to the most enjoyable thing you can do on a Tuesday night without wearing pants. My name is Mike Freeland. I'm joined, as always, by my bald-headed friend from Pennsylvania. His name is... The Rit. And Freeland, I got to say it. Bam, during the commercial break, we have a huge guest, December. I'll make sure I say the right date. Right date. We've right been booking date. like right mofos date. today. Like mofos. I'm telling you right now. December 28th. December 28th. Big guest will be announcing it soon on social media. Correct? Oh, no, no. I'm, at, I'm announcing it now. Oh, you're going to announce it right now. All right, everybody. So tune in. Listen, get your ears on. December 28th. 28th. We are going to have Hulk Hogan, an uplift on the Brutus FRM Beefcake. pod. Oh no, we're getting beautiful. A woman. We're getting from the beautiful people, Angelina Love. Angelina Love. Oh my goodness, Angelina let, Love. Let the pigeons loose, man. Even though that was Velvet Sky, but you know what I mean. What does that exactly mean? Let the pigeons loose. I I want Taz to come on the podcast for like a euphemism min- or for three minutes, just so we can find out what that meant after all these years. I'd like to know what the pigeons mean. Oh, yes, they, they, they do that in the city. Wow, know. I see. They, I see. They do seen, that in the city. That's gonna, what you're saying. We might have to ask Mike. Thunder. Comes from a man. Who, <laughs> comes from a man who probably just got done watching training day. All right, let's go ahead and let's get it started here. First, we're going to start off with a sexy man. He owns his own brand and has his own podcast, The Mike World Order. You can find him each and every week. He's got his own merch store. He's an amazing individual. Let's go ahead and let's bring him in. My cooking house. Look at that. Looking sexy as always, my friend. How you doing, buddy? What's happening? How's it, how's it going, Mr. Freeman? Rick, how's it going, buddy? What's going on, Mike? How you we, doing? We are good. Mike, you look like you lost some weight, buddy. Uh, I tell you what, if I lost it, then I just found some more. But I appreciate that. That's very you thoughtful look, of you. You're looking really good. You're looking really good, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's these uh, teenagers. They're driving me out of my mind. Oh, I know that feeling all too well. I like the beard, though, dude. That beard is, uh, as the kids would say, on fleek. I believe that's uh yeah, they'd say it's on fleek. Um just going with the, the whole Mike Thunder character where it's basically everything's black and then right here it's just my natural gray. That's not hair dye for people watching. Yeah, Freeland. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth, Ritster. My gosh. Oh, you look man. like you're and, the extra member from Duck Dynasty. Get hey, out of here. And next up, man, 
We're going to put your hands where our eyes can see. We've got from Canada, Bust a Nut. Bust a Nut, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Here I am. Oh, you are back. You got the space heater on in the old garage? No, it's actually a little bit warmer tonight, so I figured, hey, let's just save some uh, energy, right? Why not? You know what? Let's go green, my friend, right? Uh, whatever. So what's going on with you? Uh, I, well, I got in the nuclear zone today. <laughs> the so, nuclear zone? Yeah. Uh, so, so what happened was I took a leisurely, uh, bike ride out to the liquor store. You know, it's, it's not, not too bad out. I'm taking the bike lane. I'm doing everything proper. So some, uh, some asshat is, uh, looking to turn. He's, you know, pulling out of a dealership there. Fuck you, J Rod. By the way, and uh, what happens is he uh, he's he's over the line. So I he's I'm going right by him. I kind of give him this look, like like what are you doing? And then he goes. <laughs> so I turned around. I gave him a look. I got off my bike. I started walking towards his car, and I said, no, "What's your fucking you problem?" No, I did. you didn't. Why? Yeah. I swear on my daughter, I did. So I, I went towards his car and I said, what the fuck is your problem? And he just kind of gives me, he, I called his bluff. So he's went like this, like that. And then his wife is like sitting there just going like, like to him, like, yeah, don't, don't engage him. So I was like, I started flipping out on him. And I said, I said, look, motherfucker, if you got a problem, if you got any balls, get out of your fucking truck and we'll talk about it. And he just sits there and keeps staring like, like that. And so I said, so you're not coming out of your truck, are you? And I said, you know why? Because you're a fucking bitch. And then I biked away. <laughs> and then you biked away. Yeah, well, and then I, I flipped off a couple of times. Oh, my God. Man, uh, oh, I thought fuck Cana- him. I thought Canadians were supposed to be like the Swedes, like, like all neutral and, you know, peacekeepers. Well, you know how me and Bud are, so no, it's, it's a complete stereotype. You guys are very angry people. Uh, well, I feel like I should be in New York or something. I don't know. It's, it's you fucked should. up. Mike Cook, how would you feel about that happening in South Carolina? Well, I uh, I live in Virginia near D.C. But <laughs> He's not in South Kakalaki anymore. Yeah, not in South Kakalaki. But the area that I'm in, uh, if Liam were to pull off a stunt like that, Liam would probably either get challenged by a group of them because they all go by groups. It's not going to be one-on-one. Or he probably had to end up calling me just to help him get out of the situation. You don't think I, I can handle myself? What the fuck, man? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm no, just saying the wrong neighborhood, the wrong area, anything's possible. Area, you know. That's not right, saying wow. you couldn't. Not saying you couldn't, Liam. Before you mm. like, seem like I give any doubt. It's just mm. I just know how to finesse out of a situation without busting heads. And all of a sudden, you just roll off on your scooter and you go ching 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 ching. <laughs> and I bust a nut. So there you go. <laughs> hey, fucker! I don't like you, man. Sound like Jim Cornette. What the fuck, man? What? Freeland, what? That went, uh, oh, I don't man, even know where that worse. came from. I have no idea. <laughs> God damn it, motherfucker! I was riding my bike, motherfucker. Extra oh, cheese, man. motherfucker. Extra onion, extra to... pickle, motherfucker. <laughs> I just had warm tea go through my nose just in case. Oh, of... <laughs> my God. You never welcome know back. what's going to happen. Welcome back. Yes, welcome thank, back. Thank, thank, I'll take that as your late birthday present, uh, Freeland. Uh, 
Mm. You got to answer your phone off the man. I sent you an invite yeah. to. Yeah, he doesn't do that. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, okay. but I still try because uh, you do. Let's, let's, you do. Let's let's be honest. Um, even with your uh, busy schedule, you are still one of the most influential people that I've known within the past few years. You know, so I do give you a lot of as much as we give you shit about it. We uh, no, I'm not kissing. This is actual legit. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. Here's the deal. Let me ask you, my cook, my cook. Yes. Hold on. Shut up, you box, you box folder. Box folding motherfucker. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, that's what you are. You Let somebody white else hoodie talk. wearing motherfucker. Shut up, my god. You look like a an ex. You like a roadie from a '70s band. Get out of here. What does that from even mean? It's yeah, it's from 1999. You dipshit. All right, continue, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like you've always been a very influential person, so. Thank you. Nah, it ain't me kissing up Liam. Like he's just being as... a kind and compassionate person, unlike you, Liam. Mm. Glad to be yeah. back, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. no! Oh no! Oh no! Let, let's be Fucking honest. Go hang out in your shed. Yeah, I'm not I'm in a shed. I'm in a garage, dipshit. Yeah, well, your garage, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just as just as factual as your recent story of punking out some guy in his car. I told this <laughs> guy, "Fuck you, buddy." Hey. Then, hey. I swore on my daughter, I'm so that should tell you right I'm not there. saying that you didn't say it. I'm not saying that you didn't say it. But yeah, it was we're just funny. Your hard time. I was riding my bike I don't today. like it. Come on, man. Going to flip out again? I'll do it. Yeah, please, please oh, you're going to go all butt please. on us? Are you going to take it to Twitter? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> the hotline's up. The new hotline's up. Uh, I guess the Ritzter sent that number out, so if you'd Did like I? to give it a call. You must have done that. No, I didn't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, cool. I know who did. So the the hotline number for tonight, where is that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like this Jersey Devil. Oh, wait, wrong one. What the hell is going on? Oh, I'm no. Join the FRM. Mike Cook's oh, joining the FRM. that's terrible. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I wouldn't, no, there's, I there's wouldn't a... kiss Liam, Liam's ass with my buddy's lips. I'll tell you what. I, don't, I, don't, I clean no. it. I'm sure you do. So if you have some questions, you'd like to join in, uh, give us a call, 513-578-8790. That's going to be the hotline. Once again, 513-578-8790. We'll take your calls. Uh, hey, you, you can call that 24 hours a day. Shut your mouth. Seven shut days shut a your mouth. week. <laughs> if you actually get somebody to answer, that is the prize itself. You are such a peckerwood. You know that. Let's go ahead and let's talk about our first topic here tonight. Uh, this is an article written by Mark Middleton from Wrestling Inc. Matt Hardy on Jeff Hardy doing uh, how is he, how has he been, and the fact that WWE offered to pay for him to go back to rehab, yet Jeff had declined it, therefore he has been released. He's on a 90-day no-compete, so that means the next time that he would be available is going to be, let's see, it's going to be basically the first week in March. March 5th. Is, is when he's going to be, March the 9th. Close March enough. The 9th, he'll be available. So some people were saying that they think that this is Jeff's way of getting out of WWE so he can team up with Matt. Um, however, I don't really see that being a believable aspect to it. I think that Jeff uh, might have been insulted from the fact that WWE said, hey, we're going to send you back to rehab again when Jeff did not have any problems during the match whatsoever. They did say Jeff was kind of banged up going into that match. He left through the crowd, did not come back. 
So I'm first throw it out to Mike. Mike, do you feel like it's a situation of, yeah, he's a little under the influence again. He may need to reevaluate some things. Or do you think, no, I, I think he just said, F it, I'm out, and uh, take his lumps and sit out 90 days and go where he wants. I'm going to go with the second one because it's very similar to how Stone Cold Steve Austin did the same thing when it came to not wanting to do business with Lesnar. While we know it could be, you know, creative reasons, it could be many reasons. I clearly don't think it's because of him having a relapse or drugs rehab. I don't think so. But he could pull off a Brian Pillman by what it seems. Anything is possible, I think, especially when it comes to to Jeff. I mean, I think immediately our mind goes to um, when he was in the match with Sting and the multiple times that he had gone to rehab and whatnot. However, his brother Matt is saying he's living the best life he's lived in a long time. His wife's gone onto social media and said there is nothing wrong with him. He's fine. He's okay. More details will be forthcoming. Liam, let me ask you this. Is it a relapse or did he just want to get the hell out in any way possible? Neither. Uh, I think he probably... See, I, I jumped on the train initially and I kind of felt like an idiot after like saying, oh yeah, he probably fucked up again. But, I mean, he could have just been sick. Like, who who, who knows, right? So, <clears throat> I mean, leaving through the crowd's a little extreme, but, I mean, who knows what was actually the problem. So, from all accounts, he didn't ever relapse. And... Uh, you know, from everything else, it seems like, like you know, the the I guess the conspiracy theory now. Oh, he's trying to get out of there so he can team with his brother in AEW or something. I mean, says who? You know, I mean, he's he was obviously making more money in WWE. He's a he's a lifer there, so he's going to make a ton of money. So why would you give that up? Um, I don't think he would take the easy way out necessarily just to give up his job. He'd probably wait out his contract and then do something if you wanted to, but there's well, no evidence suggesting any of that. Well, hold that thought. We got somebody on the hotline here, so Uh-oh. let's go ahead and let's uh, get this fired up here. Hold on one second. Uh, get out your track phone. ECW fan, what's going hold on? Hold on. Who is it? ECW fan. What's going on, buddy? I just want to say my opinion either Matt and Jeff are clearly in denial about Jeff's health and he's really fucked up. Well, this motherfucker's working us like Brian Pillman did in the mid-90s. And if he is, fair play to him to get out of his WWE contract. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, so uh, first call of the night. So Mike alluded to it. Yeah, He's either doing an angle here uh, or maybe not necessarily. Once again, we want to know what you think. So in the chat, put it in here. Do you think it's a work? Do you think it's a Pillman work? Or do you think, you know what? He uh, he just there were some circumstances. He walked out. He said "f it," and now he is jobless. Um, what is it? Just a unique circumstance, or do you think that WWE is going to try to build on this? Hmm. So, go ahead and put your thoughts in the chat on that one, Ritster. What's your thoughts on this? Do you feel like there's any credence to any of this stuff do you are you looking at a possible option c that we are not thinking about uh like i said last week i think that jeff hardy just wanted out you know maybe his body's beat up you know he wants to take time off maybe wwe didn't want to give it to him 
So how else, what, you know, better than to work them over and, you know, act like you have a problem again. Now, now he can go on the indies and do whatever he want. Lighter schedule. He can work anywhere he wants. Still get a decent payday. Look, look at Matt Cardona. You know, being released by WWE probably could have been hit the best thing that ever happened to him. Besides, True. you know, being trained by Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, you know, he went and works for all these promotions, and he's making the indies hot. You know, g- doing that heel shit that he does in GCW. You know, showing up at other promotions where you wouldn't think that he'd be. He was just on NWA, you know, Power, not too long ago. Let so me ask Jeff you guys. Could... Continue. Oh, so Jeff Hardy could be doing <coughs> something where he he wants to work on the indies and lighter schedules, still get a decent pay. Let me ask you guys this question. We've seen, obviously, with NWA and Impact and AEW and New Japan and subsequent promotions, they actually treat the wrestlers like independent contractors, meaning you can see and when you follow people, they're taking bookings and they'll say, I have these dates that are open. Do you ever see WWE going to that mantra or do you think, no, we're going to protect our guys because if they get hurt, that's going to affect our storylines that are written? Well, that could affect storylines written for any company. So at the end of the day, I mean, take Brian Cage, for example. Brian Cage had recently gotten injured and he was off of uh, AEW TV. He since then has recovered and gotten better again. But do you think WWE is just trying to protect themselves, much like NBA players or Major League Baseball players, where it says, can't go skydiving, you can't do this, you can't do that? Do you think they'll ever treat them differently, or do you think WWE is going to be on an island all by themselves? It's all by themselves until McMahon dies. Pretty much. Well, let me ask you, do you think at that point in time they will allow them to open things up? No. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it's bound to happen if there's not that regime in place. Uh, Triple H seems like he's probably poised to take over him or Stephanie, I guess. But, uh, you know, Triple H seems like a bit more progressive thinking than uh, Vince is. Um, just look at how he brought up NXT. So, I mean... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's worked for them this long where they don't really let them do outside commitments except for a very select few. Like, what was it Bret Hart against... Was it Bret Hart against uh, Terry Funk at that uh, is one of his retirement yeah, shows? Yeah, his retirement shows, yeah. Yeah, and, and Sabu against, uh, you know, McFoley and all that. And then there's Shawn a couple Michaels memorial shows. Movie. Yeah. There's a couple yeah. mo- memorial shows, too. Like for Pillman uh, and memorial shows, yeah. Candido, uh, I think as well, and stuff like that. But you know, who knows? I mean, I'm just kind of curious about how that's that's going to happen because wrestlers are finally getting treated like independent contractors, and people like Matt Cardona who are betting on themselves, and I think of someone like Johnny Gargano who actually mentioned. You got to bet on yourself. He opened a new pro wrestling tea store. I feel like he's going to do really well. I'd love to see Johnny. Uh, definitely go to uh, to New Japan. I think he would do a great job in New Japan, in my opinion. I think he kind of is in the same ballpark as a Brian Danielson. I feel like with 
where he is in his career. He probably wants to move around and work for different companies, have different matches, instead of just being tied down to one specific company. But once again, we've seen this. Even with AEW, you you aren't necessarily tied down to just one company. Um, but I think the indies, like the Ritz said, are are really getting back to a really hot level right now. Would you all agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think we was going to, pre-COVID, I think that was supposed to happen last year, that big boom that was going to happen. And, I mean, we still got it anyways a year later, so. Yeah, I think uh, 2022, it's going to even be more hotter because more areas are going to be opening up, which means more opportunities and more dates. Any response to that one there, uh, Liam? Uh, I I was kind of of the opinion, uh, even before COVID, that it seemed like a lot of the top stars, top independent stars, they would be appearing in multiple different promotions and it didn't really make it as special. Like uh, Pentagon was like probably number one of that. He was in a bunch of different promotions all at the same time. And it's like, oh, well, we have Pentagon. It's like, okay, yeah, I've seen him like in five other places this year. So uh, that, that can get stale. If, if It's kind of where you almost have to go back to a territory system in a, in a sense, you know? Like I know it's it can't happen these days, obviously, especially with the internet. But, uh, you know, if you look at how certain people in certain areas were very special to that area. Anybody can go anywhere now. And it's like, you know, that that's the only problem with independent wrestling these days. Uh, back in the late nineties and early two thousands, it was, uh, you know, not everybody was going to every single place. You know, sometimes it would take people like 10 years before they'd ever get their first tour of like Japan or something. So you never know. I mean, but I, you know, it's hot, right? It, it's going to get hot. But I mean, in what sense? Like, are you going to see the same people all the time? Maybe. Who knows, right? Well, see, here's here's where I, I can add on to that with you. Uh, you know, comparing to like 20 plus years ago, too. I think another reason, too, I don't think anything has changed with independent wrestling and wrestlers going to multiple shows. I don't think that's ever changed. But I think what makes it more, I guess, annoying for the casual watcher, we got more access to video on demand with these promotions. Sure. Before, sure. We, we just read about it in PWI. Or luckily, if, if it's a big indie name, we would see it on ESPN or you know such and such. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Something that I felt really interesting this past weekend was, uh, and it... Um, Involves a Canadian, and so I think some of you guys have probably followed the news and probably heard about oh. the Blood Hunter, the Blood Hunter, also known as uh, Douchebag, yeah, yeah, Devin um, Nicholson, Devin yeah. Nicholson, aka Hannibal. He's got his own YouTube channel, he brags about his viewership, he brags about everything. Um, so this is what happened Saturday night, this past Saturday night, a world class revolution. In Irving, Texas, saw the Blood Hunter, and I'm reading this directly. Uh, take on Carlito, former WWE star. Now, the match in itself, people said, was a was a pretty good match. However, uh, there was an incident that happened that, um, according to the referee, did not go the way it should have gone. Um, Hannibal ended the match by att attacking Del Toro and stabbing him multiple times in the head with a spike. Now, Del Toro admitted that he knew the match would be physical with Hannibal. 
and that he would bleed. So he knew Hannibal was going to attack him. He knew that he was going to get color. However, he said he did not know to the extent uh, that he would take it. Uh, Hannibal evidently uh, took a spike and continued to jab him in the head. And one of those jabs actually hit an artery and he was bleeding profusely. He actually was coughing up blood. They had to stop the show and they had to take him to a local hospital and he said, this is Del Toro, he said, uh, things definitely went off the rails. Um, and that was an exact quote for him. So, I don't know. A lot of people are calling for criminal charges to be brought against Nichols. Um, and some people are actually encouraging him. Other people in the wrestling world, like Impact Digital Media champion Jordan Grace, publicly encouraged him to take legal action. And there's a GoFundMe that's already been started as well to support him because we don't know how long he's going to be out before he can referee a match again. Let's talk to our main guy here in Canada. So we know that that Hannibal, and now he's known as the Blood Hunter, um, is probably not the most ethical person, right? We, we, we've talked about this numerous times before. Yeah. What's, your, what's your thoughts on this incident? Do you think he was trying to get publicity and get buzz? Because if that's the case, he got a lot of it, but he also um, criminally assaulted someone. Um, the first thing I think of is how everybody these days seems to try to make everything look like a shoot. So... You know how hard it is to do that these days. So people will always question, oh, well, was that real? Was it not? Um, if you if you look at it based on what the referee was saying, the referee knew that he was going to get physical, right? Okay. So maybe there's a bit of justification there. Like, hey, I didn't know I was going that hard or something. Okay, fine. But we have to look at his past and how he's tried to do some, you know, kind of work shoot kind of things with like, uh, there's one with Lanny Poffo. There was one with, uh, Terry Funk. He had a famous incident with Terry Funk. Uh, so, I mean, if the guy's trying to blur those lines, congrats, he did it. But everything I've heard about this guy is he's a piece of shit and he, rubs people the wrong way all the time. There's a lot of people that don't trust him. There's a lot of people that say he goes into business for himself. And these days when you're trying to blur those lines, you know, it, we all know everything's at work. So it's like something would have to be completely out of left field for us to go, oh, yeah, that's that's different. This just seems like, I think, a bit of both. Like, yeah, he did agree to go a little nuts on the guy but maybe in his own judgment he thought well if i go a little too nuts that'll get some attention and it'll look more believable however the guy that got the brunt of the damage what staples in his head or something it was stitches at the very least but it it, it looked uh looked bad well, so they had like eight staples put in his head but, yeah, but it's ridiculous. Here's the thing that gets me more than anything else. That all should be talked about way before ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Okay, am I going to get color? Okay, how am I? Go how are we going to do this? He's a referee. He is not a pro wrestler. The other right. thing is, don't do something that you know is going to harm another one of the boys. 
that is probably rule number one take care of yeah. each other and some people said in the crowd they thought Devin looked like he was not quite with it and and this is just comments from the audience once again I wasn't there I can't necessarily say but they said that's what they thought. Is it an act? It probably was. He was probably intentionally trying to act goofy. He's probably going to use this as fodder to get leverage, to get bookings and whatnot. At the end of the day, I've watched a lot of his work. I'm not that impressed. Once again, that's just my opinion. But I feel like uh, what he did was wrong. Would you guys, and I'm going to throw this to Mike Cook first, would you compare this to a mass transit incident? Or do you think maybe not necessarily on the same par? Um, whether it's small or big, I, I say it's the same. I mean, you practically hardline the guy, as they call it in the business. Um, yeah, there was a big difference with mass transit and a referee. Mass transit was a guy who claimed he was trained, lied about his age. He knew what he was getting himself into. The referee, they pretty much know to an extent, like, like you mentioned earlier, he knew he was going to get color. He knew this was going to happen. Right. But he did not know that Hannibal or the Blood Hunter or whatever name this moron decides to go by, he took it to himself to go up that next level and hardline the ref. And that's like the number one rule you don't do. You know, you're supposed to look out for your guy, whether it's the ref or your opponent, you know. You want them to go home safe to their family and whatnot. You know, and like you said, we don't know when this guy is going to be back refing again or if he's even going to be cleared. The man, for all we know, might have PTSD from it. Not saying that to be funny, but, you know, some things can cause a trigger. Well, I, I think it's crazy because when you think about this situation and. Look, we all know it's a work. All of us know this. It, it's been known for quite a while now. Now, what Liam said, sometimes people try to blur the lines, but do you think we are so calloused as wrestling fans that a good majority of people there, whenever we see a gurney or a stretcher come out or they make an announcement over the PA, we are already thinking the first thing. It's part of the show. It's just part of the show. So what I, I do. Think we are so conditioned to any time we see paramedics come out, unless we see the big crossing of the arms in the form of an X, well, that's just supposed to happen. Now, here's something that really does bother me. Additionally, in this article that they were trying to, uh, Kevin Sullivan was involved in this as well, telling uh, them to kayfabe the police who were there, not letting them know what was going on. I think that, in my opinion, just my opinion, is absolutely wrong to kayfabe the police when a real uh, assault happened. Listen, protecting the business, protecting what? That's my big thing. What are we protecting? It's a show. You buy a ticket, it's a show. There is no protecting or not protecting at this point in time. Business has been exposed for God knows how long now. 30 years now. Yeah, about that. So, I mean, if you really look at it in those terms, someone's always chasing that high. Like, what can I do? Right. Can I do something unique enough that's going to make everybody believe? And the last time I think I felt that was 
Shane Douglas uh, with Gary Wolf with the Halo. Yeah. yeah. And even though we knew, yeah, this is part of an angle, when he's grabbing him by the Halo and throwing him around, and the whole crowd is gasping and ready to jump and kill Douglas, that right there, I, I was like, whoa, okay, what the fuck? But these days it's so hard to pull the wool over everybody's eyes, and it's partly the business's fault for that. Um, enough people let stuff out over the years that it's... We all use the terms now, like all of us. Oh, I got a big pop from the crowd when I said this. Or something. You know, it's like nothing sacred anymore. So Hard way, getting color, yeah, potato yeah, but, somebody, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's all it, that's the problem, it, is if it's all out there, someone is always looking for that way to just, you know... Get the get the next like unique thing that can that can make them have some attention, and it, there's nothing left. I'm sorry, it's been done. It's all been done. The only thing that would happen now is if someone like walked out of their contract with a major organization and showed up on another other show out of out of nowhere. That would be about the only thing, and that's not going to happen because of legalities. Right. So you know the wolves the wolves been pulled was pulled off of everybody's eyes ages ago and it's nothing's ever going to be the same. So you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Um, no, Mike, let me ask you this question in your opinion, put yourself in the, in the position of a booker. Would you book this guy? Let's say criminal charges are not filed based upon his actions. Would you feel comfortable uh, with your talent booking him in a match, knowing that if it is supposed to get a little crazy, that he will stick to what was agreed upon or whether in the heat of the moment, he might get a little, little too wild. Hell nah. I was hearing that to finish that whole sentence to know my answer. Um, once you do it at one promotion, every promotion is going to feel like it's going to be a hazard, you know? So no, I, I definitely wouldn't. So you, you wouldn't think that if, if his goal was, I want to create a buzz so I can hopefully get booked on other shows and I can be this crazy guy who all of a sudden – I think Hannibal's big thing here is he never really had a big career, right? He, he never had that run. He always Very close. Wanted, he always wanted that run, never got it. Now towards the twilight, he's thinking, I'm going to give this one more shot. Do you think, Liam, in your opinion, this helped him potentially – Get a few attentions, maybe a GCW, um, any other wild outlaw promotion, or do you think this actually discourages people because at this point you're not a professional? Uh, I think a bit of both in the sense that it could help him is that he's going to have 15 minutes, and it's like you said, okay, maybe GCW will book him or something, give him a decent payday, and then once that's over with, well, what's he going to do now? Oh, he's the guy we shouldn't book because he's questionable and we don't know if we can trust him. Why Why would anybody take the chance at this rate? Because they don't know what the guy's going to do. They don't know what he's thinking and if he's trying to get in, if he's going to just go into business for himself. And it seems like if he's given given an inch he takes a mile. So I mean uh, you don't I I think it it would work in the short term as far as just attention. And it would, you know, say GCW. Yeah, they get some attention from it. 
it wouldn't be good attention and that'd be it and then on the bad side nobody's going to want to book him because like i said he's going to go into business for himself he's proven it many times now so and nobody can trust him so it's a bit of both but i think in the long term it's just going to hurt him well jersey devil says new jack got booked after mass transit vic grimes gypsy joe etc etc um the only way i could counteract that and, and gentlemen i want you to chime in on this and this might sound like a cop-out answer, it's a different era now. It is different now. I think we know more, and this current generation isn't all for that BS about all this other shenanigan stuff. That's just my opinion. Mike, do you think it's a different generation? Do you think we've moved on from when that kind of stuff actually could still get through a little bit, or do you think no? We've definitely moved on from it. Um, like I said, even as adults, even with the younger generation, we don't want to get our intelligence insulted anymore. And that's what it feels like when uh, any product is like that. That's why we rely more on the uh, wrestling alternatives than what we see on you know, the big show that is WWE. You know, That's just how I look at it as. Uh, Travis also says, he goes, well, I got a counter to that. GCW still books Nick Cage, and uh, they'll book this idiot. Now, I know that uh, our good friend Liam is not a fan of Nick Cage. How would you, if you had to compare the two, would you say Nick Cage should not be booked at all, period? Or do you think if you had to boil down between the two, who would you be more comfortable with booking? Ooh. Uh, Nick Gage, at least they know the way he is. He may do stupid shit, and, you know, I mean, the David Arquette thing right there, it's like, you know, you should probably know where the guy's jugular is. <laughs> Just to avoid a potential problem. Just a suggestion. Uh, I mean, they know what they're getting with Nick Gage. They know they're getting a meth head. They know they're getting a stupid moron that doesn't really know any wrestling holds and just pulls out bullshit everywhere he goes, and that's about it. Did I mention he's a meth head? And uh, with uh, Hannibal, they're like, oh, what's the guy going to do this time? Is he going to be calm and collected, or is he going to be off his fucking rocker and ready to put his name on the map and make all the locker room think, why the fuck is he here? Because you got to think of the trickle-down effect there. If you're working on a show where this guy's going into business for himself, what do you think this world-class revolution is going to have happen now? You know, that's that's just going to make them look bad. Oh, well, we gave this guy a chance. And now look. Not not to say it's always going to happen, but I mean, you know, with this guy, you don't know what you're going to get. True. Good point. Mike, do you think at the end of the day, where does all of this lead? I mean, do you think the the news cycle, they say the news cycle lasts usually about 24 hours, whatnot. I mean, obviously this happened, what, Saturday night and it's Tuesday. Yeah. Do you think soon this will be dropping off the radar on a lot of people's and everybody will just move on to regularly scheduled programming? I don't think so, especially not in this sensitive generation that we're in now. They're going to hold on to that. 
and they're going to hold on to it for all it's worth. Well, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I never expected that we would have another situation like this outside the confines of a more of a hardcore, ultra-violent wrestling promotion, but we did. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. The, the biggest problem I see happening is with filing charges, and I, and I think absolutely charges should be filed. But in the world that is wrestling, it's this world that does all of this stuff. So... You know, if they were to say, you know, hey, I talked to him. We talked about him getting color. He did get color. Hey, I took it a little too far. How are, how are the authorities supposed to really be able to determine what's part of the show, what wasn't part of the show? He said, she said, what does it really boil down to? So I just feel like that's going to be the biggest obstacle when it comes to charges. Would you guys agree? Yeah, it's a technicality. They're going to say, well, he, he gave him his body. He knew this was going to happen. Uh, prove that he wasn't supposed to go that far. Prove it. Maybe he had an accident. Who knows, right? Like, right. Yeah, uh, eight you know. sit ahead is clearly not an accident. There. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it was an accident. But, but if they're yeah. trying, if he's trying to to you know make himself look better, he'd be like, hey, I didn't, I didn't mean to. Fuck, he 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 flinched. It hit the wrong spot. You know. Anybody can make anything up. Well, as I was saying before in the article, uh, there have been some people in the wrestling world who've made some donations to the GoFundMe. Will Ospreay, for one, had made a donation of $200. Um, Jim Cornette's co-host, uh, the great Brian Last, has also made a $300 donation as well. And nice. Del Toro took to Twitter just last night, Monday night, um, to respond to some fans about some feedback. And he said, I had heard that I could have stopped him at any time. I just huh. want to say this. It's very hard when there's a 300-plus-pound man, man's knee on your back and he's putting a chokehold on you while he's stabbing you with an iron spike. And then I passed out. I agree completely. I mean, at what, what point anyone who would bring up the argument will fight back? Well, if you haven't seen Hannibal, he's a very large man. He's a big dude. We don't know what mindset he was in. We have no idea. So with that being said, it's very easy to play armchair quarterback and say, well, you should have did this, or you should have did that, or you should have blah, blah. Look, at the end of the day, the guy agreed to do an angle because I guess they thought it would help maybe sell more tickets for a follow-up match or whatever, but it really went way way out of hand and there were kids in the crowd too which really bothers me more than any of all of this and it's just uh it's just messed up so anyway our best wishes to del toro and i hope that things work out please if you have a chance donate to the gofundme i will go ahead and try to post that on my social media as well if you would like to contribute that is up to you all right so with that being said still don't have any additional calls uh, on the hotline tonight, but uh, I, I imagine now that I say that something is is going to happen. Let's move on to our next topic. Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Wrestling are now free agents. A lot of people within WWE and even fans in WWE still believe that both of the men will re-sign. Johnny Gorgano's wife is going to be giving birth, and those within WWE, especially head-ups, believe that Johnny just needs to take some time off and he wants to spend it with his family. 
after that time is over, then he will, in fact, resign with WWE. Now, Kyle O'Reilly, on the second hand, he is not expected to come back and resign. Um, what do you think about both of these situations? With Johnny, do you think it's just a matter of, hey, it's it's family planning, we're, we're getting things underway, I do need to step away from wrestling right now, I will be back to WWE, or do you think... I don't think so. I think Johnny Wrestling is done, and I also think Kyle O'Reilly is done as well. Or do you think somehow both guys will come back to WWE? Let's throw it to Mike Cook first. Um, if they do return, I don't think they're going to be returning back as wrestlers. I think they're probably going to have them stuck in NXT as coaches and probably agents. You know, both both guys are expecting to be you know, future dads within the next few months. So they're probably thinking about that. They might, you know, pull off something like that and probably tell the child to reach a certain age, and then they might want to have one more run. I can see that happening. Um, if Kyle O'Reilly doesn't go back, I know he's always got connections with New Japan. You know, I can see him in AEW reuniting with Bobby Fish. There's so many things that could be going on right now, but as fans, we really don't know. But if I would play devil's advocate, Gargano's not going anywhere. WWE likes him too much. You know, that's Triple H's boy that he brought in. Regal likes him. I, I think he's always going to have a spot for all his contributions. I don't think he's leaving. Kyle O'Reilly, if he's staying, he's as a coach. If not, he's probably going to go elsewhere. Because I did remember an article that uh, New Japan was offering the same coach slash wrestling role similar to a Rocky Romero position with New Japan. Let me ask you this question, Liam. Do you think that this has anything to do with anything or you think this is just maybe him trying to swerve the fans? Johnny opened his own pro wrestling tees and he's kind of going under his own brand. And both guys have been taken off of WWE's uh, alumni or moved to their alumni page. Um, does that have anything to do with anything, or are we looking a little too deep into that? Uh, I think as far as Kyle O'Reilly goes, there's a better chance that he might move on. Um, he doesn't have the massive investment in NXT that Gargano has. Uh O'Reilly, though, he, he's hungry. He wants to keep going. You can just tell the way he wrestles. Sure. Uh, you know, he just has that, that fire in him still. And there'd be good opportunities for him anywhere. Um, he wouldn't have a problem getting a job. And as far as Gargano, I think it just comes down to him shifting into a different time in his life. You know, like, like you said, he's going to be a dad. Um, his devoted husband, he seems like he's you know, just a really good guy in general, and he just wants to maybe just enjoy that. Uh, opening up a pro wrestling tees store, that might just help him uh, bring in some extra money. He, uh, you know, uh, I think realistically he would probably come back, but the only way, because in NXT he's done everything. First Triple Crown Champion... He's been there for, what, like five years. He's done everything yeah. he can possibly do, right? Um, he's a legend as far as NXT goes. So uh, the only thing that could happen at this, at this point is if he comes back, 
goes after uh, who's it, Grayson Waller, that guy that yep. attacked him. At, yeah, go after him, start a little program, and then maybe move on to the main roster. Uh, he's got all the tools. He's a great wrestler. He's got all the tools to go there. I think this would be the only thing that would work. Take some time off, come back, have that little blow-off, put Grayson Waller over more, maybe, at the end, and uh, move on to bigger and better things. But I think he's a WWE uh, lifer. Well, this goes to both you guys, because this has always been something that's kind of made me scratch my head and say, what? Why is it that the Tommaso Ciampos and the Johnny Garganos and the Adam Coles and the Kyle O'Reilly's, I mean, even Bobby Fish, for that matter, uh, never really got opportunities to get pushed on a main roster while, you know, you did have Matt Riddle who got pushed on the main roster and you had other guys who got pushed on the main roster. Now, despite them not wanting to leave NXT, let, let, let's take that and put that to the side. They never really considered giving them a fair shot. They brought them up a couple of times, squashed them, and then they went right back down. Why is it? What prevented them from being on the main roster and getting big pushes prior to all of a sudden, well, everyone's leaving now. We better go ahead and and hold on to everybody. Mike, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that it's just incompetency, or do you think that when it came to Vince, he just didn't see these guys being the big statured stars that he really wanted? I mean, if you look at the percentage of NXT to main roster conversion, it's, it's pretty much hit or miss. More misses than hits. I think the reason why a lot of those guys didn't want to be on the main roster, despite the buzz they got two years ago when they did the NXT invasion, I think it was just maybe, you know, how they would be used on the main roster compared to NXT. I get it. It would be a fresh start, but, you know, a lot of guys from NXT that went on the main roster, they've pretty much been set up for failure from the jump. A lot of them. I mean, the first class, yeah, they started out rocky, but they ended up making it. But let, let's be honest. If you look at all of the recent signups, they didn't turn out good. Keith Lee is a prime example. That That's the biggest retribution. Let's not throw that in it. The up and down pushes of Bray Wyatt. Like, you know, I feel like they only, there was only certain ones that you knew they were going to be okay regardless, like Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns, you know. Had it not been for the show, Dean Ambrose, let's be honest, he would have been, you know, cut or he would have been jobbing or he would have been maybe mid card. He would have been like maybe a Zack Ryder type position. He'll eventually get over, but they're not going to use him. I think because of them seeing that with the recent ones, and they've seen five years worth of it, like Gargano and Chavo, because they started at the same time. Yeah, that's a lot of disappointments in five years. I mean, if you're in NXT and you see that going on constantly, of course I would rather stay where I'm at. It's not a comfort zone. It's just, you know, they have that freedom with their character, whereas... You're in NXT, you do good, you get a buzz, we put you on main roster and give you a gimmick that is very obscure and obsolete later on. Hence, well, Curry across. 
Well, I, I'm glad you brought up Karrion Cross because I think, in my opinion, Karrion Cross was a huge mistake. They screwed up big time with Karrion Cross. Uh, Liam, let me ask you this question. How do they continue to screw some of these things up? Like, I'm not trying to just to completely shit on WWE, but I'm just baffled, baffled how they continue to swing and miss when the ball is on the tee with some of these individuals. I mean... Like, like Mike mentioned, he said something really, really poignant here. They have had so much talent come through, and very few have actually been given a fair crack at being a star on the main roster. So what, what is the problem within the system here that prevents them from making a good transition? Because Braun Breaker seems to be on his way to the main roster at some point in time, but everyone else just couldn't quite cut it? Uh, it's... There's a disconnect, obviously, because Triple H was booking everybody to be a certain way. And then once he sends them off, whether he wants to or not, different types of creative on the main roster. And that's the way it, it is. So when you do that, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. And yeah, Carrying Cross, that's a great example. I mean, they. What can you say, right? I mean, it, it, that was that was one of the that was one of the shittier blunders they've ever done. Hit row, yeah. hit row, yeah, yeah, hit row, yep. How, how do you fuck that up? I, I mean, it, it, it's if you really want to look at it, like there's just a disconnect, and we all know we have to look at it like uh, we can look at it in comparison wise to OVW. Uh, when it was being run by uh, Danny Davis and Cornette, uh, they had everybody set up really well. And then they uh, get called up to WWE, and they change everything about them. And, uh, like, I, I always hear Cornette going on about uh, Danny Basham. He's one of the Basham brothers, and mm -hmm. apparently he said in the last 20 years he hasn't seen probably a more complete wrestler than him just everything he had everything apparently send him up put in a shitty tag team and never seen again it it's not just exclusive to this point in time it's exclusive to a lot or it's it's just indicative of a lot of points in time where these things happen and once someone else gets their hands on the person there's no telling what's going to happen you just have to hope, well, maybe they'll have their best intentions intact. And they don't always have to do that. So when you look at someone like Tommaso Ciampa or Gargano or Adam Cole or any of them, uh, why would you want to leave? You know, I mean, it's less money, but at the same time, it's like you're in your home every night and you're, you've got a good sense of security there and you have, you know, someone who you can trust booking everything for you when you go up to the main roster who knows what's going to happen and could it potentially put a damper on your career where you're stuck yeah it's a good chance so there's so many things that that we can talk about when it comes to why certain guys make it and why certain guys don't make it now let me also throw this out here we talked about this wwe has put out a statement that says they are looking for uh, people that are coming straight out of college now. Hold on a second. We got ourselves another call from the hotline. What? So hold on a second. Yep, got another call here. 
All right, turn your uh, audio down. Listen on your phone. Who do we got? Hey, it's an ECW fan again. ECW fan again. What's going on, buddy? What do you got to say? Alright, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, how dare he say that? Terrible. Well, he is definitely on the Liam Savage bandwagon. Once again, if you want to vote for Liam Savage, uh, you can definitely vote on for panelist of the year. You can go ahead and panel uh, do that. Oh, look at that. Smoochie woochie. Uh-huh. What goes around shit. comes around. I didn't I didn't I didn't send out fucking flyers to anybody. I didn't petition uh, anybody to say that. Blah, 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 blah. I don't have a clan we, with we, me. I'm just my own person. We don't know what you're texting or not. All right. So yeah. that is the situation I find to be very interesting. If you would like to jump in in the conversation as well, hit us up in the chat. Let us know uh, what your thoughts are as far as the NXT situation, where you think Johnny Gargano is going to go. Where do you think that Kyle Riley's going to go? I mean, I think a lot of people, um, the popular opinion would be AEW. The popular thought would be they're going to hit the indies and they're going to do the Matt Cardona thing. But maybe they're just looking to take some time off. Um, it, I think it just really depends. I think with Johnny, he's going to want some more security at this point. He's now a father. It's not just he and Candace. You know, they, they obviously are starting to build a life now. At this point in time, you don't want to take as many gambles as you used to before. I mean, Liam, you can you can chime in on this. Life is different before you have a child. Life after your child, oh. things are completely different. You're looking yes. for more security. You're looking to find ways to be able to take care of them. And, and a guaranteed paycheck every single week for so many years sounds pretty nice at that point in time as opposed to... Yes. We don't know what's going to happen with the indie world. We have no idea. You may get booked. You might not get booked. What happens if you get injured and you don't have a, a downside guarantee? It's just you. So I think there's a lot to think about, but I think it makes it's fodder for great discussion. And once again, we always love uh, debating these things with you guys. Once again, give me a call, 513-578-8790. Uh, that is my personal line, so you can, by all means, give me a call and let me know. Um some people probably four hours a day. No, no, no. Seven days a week. Yeah. Terrible. Um, Mike Cook, this is something I want to get your uh, opinion on here. To first start off, Ring of Honor had Final Battle, which in some people's minds was the very last Ring of Honor show of all time. Now, some people will argue, no, they're going to restructure. They're going to come back in, in March or April. Things will be different again. However, it sounded like when I watched the show, it very much was a final farewell. Um, it very se it seemed very much like a series finale of a show. A lot of loose ends getting tied up, uh, a lot of champions being recognized, um, dynasties being solidified within the world of Ring of Honor. In that, hold on, got another call here. Diesel piece, what's going on here? Here we go. Hey, what's going on, friends? J Rod, how you doing? I am good, J Rod. What's going on, my friend? What you got to say? Well, the whole independent wrestling situation going on with the Indies and uh, the wrestlers with the contracts, freelancing, and everything. Um, 
you know, it's it's sometimes the guys like one time I actually the conversation I had with Mike Cook before is that sometimes they use that as part part of their resume as going forward after either being released or basically being a free agent on the uh, on the end of the stick. So it depends on like how the you know the companies are. Like say for example, say if Gargano wanted decided to go to MLW or he wanted to do New Japan Strong either or. I mean, basically on this decision, if you see, maybe he just wants to be a father for now, just, you know, take the 90-day clause, or, I mean, like I said, he can wrestle, now he's free, he can wrestle anywhere he wants to, so, I don't know, maybe he'll take a little break from it, I mean, it's not easy to, you know, being a new father either, so I know I've been there, so, and I know Liam has, but my, my thing is, is that, to going those to, to any of these independent, independent promotions, now, I know I'm not saying Ninja Pants Fog is an independent promotion, but like, you know, you got other indies like, you know, here in the States in Connecticut, Florida, whether the location is that. I'd rather see him somewhere in the likes of like AEW or Ninja Pants Strong, and I think he'll be a good fit for either or. So what is your take on that? No, that's great. Um, my take on this, and thank you for, for calling in. Appreciate that. Um, I guess at the end of the day, I want to see the best competition for a guy like Johnny Gorgano. And where are you going to get the best competition? Where are you going to get the best ideal matches? Are you going to get them in MLW? Are you going to get them in AEW? Are you going to get them in New Japan? Where do you think, we'll, we'll start off with Liam, if you're looking just at rosters, if you're a Johnny Gorgano and you're looking at, hey, this is, I, I, the place I pick is going to be the place that I can have the most competitive matches. Where do you think, based upon the talent, that he can go? Uh, in my gut, I would say New Japan. Uh, and on a popular spectrum, I'd say AEW. Because they have a great roster. I don't agree with all the picks they have, but you know you can't deny that they don't have talent. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, a, J- a Japan run, man, that would, that would be, uh, that'd be something else. And uh, just, just his style would, I think, mesh really well with the strong style and MLW. I mean, that would, that would be really cool, but they're not on a big enough scale to even offer him a proper contract for that. I don't think impact who knows. And like I said, AEW, that's probably the, that'd be the smartest move I would think he could make, but could the storylines dry up rather quickly? Like they usually do. Could the talent just be, Onto another program once they have one match with them like they normally do. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, let me ask you this question. Let's say and, and let's and I don't necessarily know all the financial details here, but maybe we can kind of have a nice discussion here. Let's say he were to sign with MLW. This is Gorgano. What do you think he could get market wise for a contract? Let's say it's a three year contract. What do you think that we can assume someone of his caliber could pull down per year, in your opinion? Mm, numbers wise, I'd probably say mm, it's it's probably hard to, to tell because with MLW, like AEW, 
your contract, yes, but you're able to work other shows too. Correct. So it, I mean, more, just with them. Just with them. Ah, uh, that's that's a that's a tough call. But uh, did Liam just say five hundred thousand? Liam said yep. five hundred thousand with MLW. I think that's too much for to their blood. No, over three years. For three years. I, oh, I for that. three a uh, for a three year deal. You're not saying five hundred grand a year. No, I mean, God, no. Okay. Loki was well taking care of his what three years in MLW after the revamp, so I, I can see the same happening with Gargano. So three year deal, five hundred k. Chime in on the chat. Do you think a three year deal with MLW for five hundred thousand dollars would be a fair wager, a fair market value for someone of the caliber of Johnny? Gorgano being able to get. Let's go ahead and flip gears here, and let's say it's AEW, which obviously has deeper pockets. A three-year deal, what do you think realistically? We'll start with Liam on this one. Um, what do you think he could get from Tony Khan? It's not even really disclosed what he pays people. That's uh, the thing just, right there. So. We're just Ballpark. fantasy booking, yeah. Okay, if it was me... I'd probably do for three years. I'd do say three hundred his first year and increase it a bit each progressive year after that. Okay, so would I was thinking a three year deal for seven fifty. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Okay, and and, and yeah. I I say that because you get five hundred k from MLW, probably seven fifty from from AEW, but think about it. There's merch sales with AEW as well. There's action figure lines. The fact that you're on national television um, is a big deal as well. The The brand yep. of AEW will pay for itself as well. So there is a lot of incentive-laden aspects of being part of a huge nationally branded and, and potentially worldwide branded company because there's a lot of belief that there's going to be a, a stronger partnership between uh, AEW and New Japan as well. Um, obviously, it's it's way too late to see something happen at a Wrestle Kingdom, but maybe at some point in time we might be able to see a little bit more of that happening. Um, awesome fantasy booking, you guys are doing a great job here. Once again, if you're just joining us right now, it is the panel here on Tuesday Night Front Room Material. I am Mike Freeland, joined by Mike Cook. Uh, who is a decorated podcaster himself. You can catch his show, and you can get all of his merchandise. We're going to go into that in a few moments here. We're also joined by Liam Savage, obviously one of our analysts who's been with the show for quite some time. We're talking all things wrestling. Um, if you just tuned in, we talked about uh, Jeff Hardy and his current situation, where we see him. He will become a, a free agent on March the 9th. Um, we are talking uh, just recently about Johnny Gorgano and Kyle O'Reilly, what we think is going to happen with them. Uh, Want to get another really, really good topic here going. So Tony Khan said he was going to send some help down to Ring of Honor for their <laughs> final battle, which I did think was really interesting. And what we ended up seeing was a teaser to a few that may be really interesting to see. Uh, FTR. Uh, went ahead and they attacked the Briscoes after the Briscoes became 12-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions and has solidified themselves, in my opinion, as one of the most decorated tag teams in professional wrestling. I almost would put them not too far behind the Dudleys. Now, some people may argue with that, but once again, I think they are in that same conversation. 
Um, the Briscoes also went to social media and they told Tony Khan to send them plane tickets because they want to beat the asses of FTR. Now, if something wasn't in the works, I don't think FTR would have gone down there and did what they did. I don't think the Briscoes would have responded in the way they did. Where there's smoke, there's fire, Mike, right? There's something oh, yeah. more going on here. I mean, there was uh, there was buzz going around that uh, certain stars of Ring of Honor was going to get a temporary contract with Tony Khan until Ring of Honor opens back up. Um, but watching Final Battle, it did give that feel, even all the way down to the main event, that this could possibly be the last Ring of Honor show going into its 20th anniversary. Which is crazy because that's a promotion that lasted longer than both ECW and WCW respectively. So I also have a feeling that if Ring of Honor is coming back, it's going to be under new ownership. I think Tony Khan paid out Ring of Honor. Because Sinclair Broadcasting is now going to be showing Glow. I think it's either Glow or Women of Wrestling, the one Tessa Blanchard owns. Um, They're going to be showing that on Women Sinclair. Of, is it Women of Wrestling, I think? Yeah. yeah. Women of Wrestling is going to be on Sinclair Broadcasting starting January. So it, it kind of gives you a feel of what's going to happen. I think it is going to come back, but I think it's going to come back back under new ownership and it's just going to be a whole new ring of honor in general. Liam, let me throw this question at you. This may sound kind of inconsequential to be honest with you, but do you think they're still going to keep the ring of honor belts alive and going? Let's say that these guys do um, an invasion or whatever they do, or they come into AEW. Do you think the Briscoes are going to keep, you know, touting around the ROH belts do you think the ROH belts could be on the line? Or do you think, I mean, at this point, does it really matter? Just focus on the matches themselves. Do you think, you know, Jonathan Gresham, who kudos to him, by the way, who's, who's busted his ass and paid his dues. He clearly deserves to be a world champion. And it, it's a shame it's taken this long for him to get that. But do you think that these belts will still be carried around? And do you think they'll still defend them? Or do you think that that'll kind of be backburnered right now? Uh, well, ROH is in purgatory. Nobody knows what's going on with it. Uh, whether you think you do or don't, you don't. Unless right. you're a Sinclair group who owns them. Uh, I mean, based on the history of those titles and just the promotion in general, that carries a lot of weight. Uh, you can look at how the WCW titles were around WWE. And then people would win those titles, and effectively they were dead titles because we knew the promotion had folded. ROH, we don't know, but when you say, oh, the Dudley Boys, former WCW World Tag Champions, no, they're not because it's a dead title. ROH, there's some cachet still because it's like, oh, well, we don't know what's going to happen, so you could trade those belts off. And fine, but um, there's something there. And did I not call this like a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago? I said, imagine if the Briscoes would go against FTR and everybody's like, oh, man. Huh? This is we what will, you come here for. We will yeah. give the devil his due. We will give the devil his <laughs> due. You are 100% correct on that. But, man, that is going to be fucking outstanding. 
Oh, no, I, I agree 100%. I cannot yep. wait. I think that will definitely sell out. Mike, are you excited yep. about a, a Briscoe's FTR? I mean, obviously, we oh, seem like we're, we're on the precipice of this. What do you think makes, in your opinion, Mike, uh, the Briscoe's such a unique brand? Because is it the look? Is it their style? Is it their um, promos they cut? I mean, we, we literally could say all the above because they are so unique in what they do. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got pretty much two sets of country boys going at it, you know, and they they both love that old school style of tag team wrestling and they have their own flavor into it as well. So, yeah, this would have been a dream match to many people years ago. You know, even when FTR was in the WWE and NXT, like two dream matches I would have loved to see is either them and the Briscoes or them and Branchard and uh, aren't in their uh, prime. But at least we get to see one of them actually happen. So I'm very excited for um, not just when or where it's going to happen. You know? No, I agree with you uh, 100% on this one. Um, ROH, like we said before, could they come back? Yes. I agree 100% with what Mike was saying. If they do come back, it is going to be a different version. It is going to be under new management. It's going to be structured differently. It's going to be purchased by a company who has a business model and a business model that can be sustained and can be used over many, many years and not something that's going to be, oh, well, these are the owners. And then a few years later, oh, well, it got sold to these people. No, I don't think anyone's in the business right now for, for tossing these promotions around. Um, and I hope it does come back, too, because obviously we saw when WCW and ECW went out, well, the main big show that was around town was WWE, and we got force-fed that down our throat. And it absolutely sucked, in a lot of people's opinions. Now, yes, there were other promotions that people could tune into, but I mean, let's be honest, if you weren't trying to channel surf at 2 o'clock in the morning, you weren't going to find most of this stuff. Or if you weren't watching YouTube, you weren't going to find a lot of this stuff. WWE was the only act in town, and if you didn't like WWE, a lot of people actually said uh, they actually left wrestling. They just they, they left. They were done, and they did not come back uh, until most recently when the indies got hot again and obviously the formation of AEW. So I'm hoping Ring of Honor comes back for the sake of the Jonathan Greshams of this world because I think he clearly, clearly deserves it. Um, and that whole talent, I mean... O'Shea Edwards, I'm a huge fan of him as well. I did love the fact that when they, they had a picture that was on social media, and I felt like the amount of wrestlers, African-American wrestlers, who actually were pushed and got opportunities in Ring of Honor was awesome. Um, because, once again, do you see a ton of diversity sometimes? You don't, but it's really good to see that, and it's refreshing to see that the world of wrestling is evolving. All right. Something that Liam may or may not like. I am completely thrilled and uh, tickled pink, if that's an actual phrase. Um, winter is coming, kids. Go ahead and uh, crank the furnace up. Put another log on the fire. Winter is coming. It's going to be from Garland, Texas. It's AEW's uh, premier. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Winter is coming in Garland, Texas. Yeah. That's where it's yeah, being held Yeah, perfect at. spot. Perfect spot. That's, yep. that's where it's. It's worth being held at. Garland, sure. Texas. Yeah. The no more colder season. than that. Garland. Yeah, I get Jingle it. Yeah. Bells. Thank you. Jingle bells. Just, just stop, please. 
It's Christmas not time. That's not necessary. By the way, Hawaii got a blizzard, and uh, I feel like that kind of went off the radar. But Hawaii, Good, they does, deserve it. They they do get snow quite often. So anyone who says, "Good, wow," they do up in the uh, the mountains. So winter is coming, and I think there's some really interesting matches that we're going to see here. Obviously, it's going to be highlighted by the AEW Championship. That's going to be. Brian Danielson versus Han- Hangman Adam Page. I'm going to go out here on a limb right now and tell you the Hangman Adam Page title reign will end, and that will end tomorrow night, and I do believe they are going to crown a new AEW champion, and that will be uh, Brian Danielson. Now, the other thing about this is, and I don't know if, Liam, you said this, and I think you did, that it's not necessarily his first title run that's going to be exciting. It's going to be the fact that when he chases it a second time, um, and I heard some other people say that as well. Mike Cook, yeah. let me throw this out to you. Do you think that we're going to see a new AEW champion crown tomorrow night? I think so. Because um, I remember one person mentioned that uh, Hangman's first reign is going to be a transitional title. Um, the reason being, as Liam mentioned, the second time he's going to win it, if you thought the first time was good, the second time is going to be even better. So... Um, I saw that a mile away, though, when the way they were hyping Hangman to win it. I knew he was going to be a transitional champion. It was just too obvious. Well, and I, I think another big reason why we can support that that notion of it's a transitional thing is because, A, um, Kenny needed time off. And I think that Kenny probably was talking to Tony Khan saying, listen, I'm beat up, dude. I'm legitimately beat up. I have been going nonstop. <laughs> And I need some time off. I mean, he is he is the best bout machine. Don't even don't even get me started. You call him Twinkle Toes. You call what else do you call him? Uh, Harpo Fingerfuck. Uh, Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang. Uh, what else? Don't do that. I didn't come up with him. Like I told you, I, I didn't come up. That with is a health hazard. That's not good. Don't do that when Mike's drinking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. No, you signed up for. Twinkle Toast McFinger Bang. You're, why, why do you, Okay, yeah. let me ask you this question before we get back to, to Winter is Coming in Garland, Texas. What, do you think Johnny, or gosh, do you think Kenny is talented? Yes or no? Is Kenny Omega talented in your opinion? He has some talent, yeah. He just doesn't know how to exude it properly, that's all. Okay, so do you think his matches in New Japan were good, bad, or average? They were good. Uh, you gotta you gotta remember who was his dance partner and uh, the big ones, Okada or Naito. Uh, but it, it takes two to tango, though. I mean, yes, he had a good person, a dance uh, partner, but he still I mean, equally has to be good. I'm not saying he can't wrestle. Like I'm not. It, here's the thing. It's it's just it's the things he does in between, like doing that little jump start thing he does and. Throwing his fucking fingers up every time he, you know, it's just, it's a lot of bullshit. Just fucking wrestle, you know? Whoa. Don't, don't, don't pretty prance around the whole time and then get on the fucking mic and do your fucking phone sex promo that you do. Like, just fucking wrestle. Wow. Yeah, wow. but I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I do like the V trigger setup, though. That's fine. I mean, especially, I, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. All due respect to Jumbo Saruta for giving us the jumping knee and Harley race. Yep. But sometimes, you know, mind you, we got to get with the times too. 
while still loving old school. Don't get it twisted. But I think it's something cool about when he does the whole bang and then the setup. It's just like when Hogan when he does the leg drop sometimes. He'll do like the little clap and then the yeah brother and then leg drop brother. Well, and, okay, you know. well if he does if he does the whole setup, don't you think someone would get wise to it and then like you know move outside it's of the ring? It's a show. It doesn't it's matter. Then it's write it in there. Okay, but what about when he does the one spot where he does, you know, the kamikaze into the middle rope moonsault? No one has ever countered it, even though he obviously says it to the crowd that you cannot escape. You know, it's it's or the people's elbow. We're laying there. I hate that. I hate the fucking people's elbow. elbow I'm not a fan of the Rock. The Rock sucked. Sorry. Whoa. That is a statement that is not accurate. The rock sucked. It's an opinion, so it's completely accurate. Uh, The people's elbow, I'll give it to you. It's a show. It's no different than playing Street Fighter the game. It's no different than watching a superhero fight another superhero, right? Mm -hmm. It's a show. I get it. I think a lot of people's animosity towards Kenny Omega, and I feel like we get into this argument all the time, was the fact that he did all the costume stuff and he dressed up as a ballerina and he wrestled the he stuck his fingers in someone's girl. ass and all that. Yeah, good stuff. Right, baby oil. Yeah, oh, I would sure as hell stuff. like to know who can go like he can go fully healthy. Brian Danielson. Oh, I'm not saying Brian Danielson can't, but but there's not many people who can go. And I'm not saying he can't go. I'm not. You, you guys are making it out like I'm. I think he's like the biggest piece of shit in the world. I don't. No, you're doing that yourself. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't you... think. I don't think he's like that. I just. It, it's just like the the. How do I put it? The little things, you know. It's like the way you carry yourself. The little things you do. Uh, it's just the it's promos get me more than anything. Go when I get you in the ring. Oh, I'm gonna destroy you. Oh, and I'll get the young bucks. Ah, oh, and I'm gonna come. Ah, oh, you know, okay, it's like, see, I don't now, need to now, Hold that. on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you don't need to go down the sexual route because it's not that. He sounds like a way. phone sex operator, dude. He come on, not. Hey, Liam, he's breathy. Hey, Liam, can we get you on Mike World order to do that impersonation? No, thanks. oh, god. I don't know if I can do it again, but I can try. That oh. is so fucking funny. Oh, when I get you in the ring, Hangman Adam Page, I will destroy you. But not only will I destroy you, but the Young Bucks will destroy you. And we will have a party at the end. Oh. Like, fuck. Ugh, fuck. Fuck off. It's not just that, though. It's, it's like... It's like I'm saying, like the 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 little things he does in between, like he'll he'll do his little like jump step thing before he does a move. It's like fucking just do the fucking move, dude. Shit like that. It's like, oh, I'm going to jump out to the crowd and launch myself into this wrestler. Oh, it's gonna be so good. You know, fuck enough. I, I knew starting this conversation was going to go down shit hill pretty hey, fast. You started it. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, and the sweet chin music stomping was was such a great idea as well. I never said it was either. You, you're not consulting me on this. I never said that was either. 
What I'm saying is I think Kenny is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. Okay, think what you want. He he doesn't hold a fucking candle to say AJ Styles. Are Not you... a fucking candle. Stop. Uh, are you, you nuts? Oh my gosh. Roman uh, Reigns I... is better than him. No, oh, now we're really going off the deep end. Roman Reigns is not a pro wrestler. Roman Reigns is nothing but a glorified entertainer. No, let's, he's a he's a pro wrestler. Let's talk about let's talk about winter is coming. Let's talk. <laughs> now we've insulted you. Yes, yeah, yeah. The first match I w- I really want to talk about because I think this is going to be a good one is MJF, who I think is one of the best heels right now in wrestling. I think we can all agree upon that. He's going to be taking on Dante Martin, who I am very happy that Dante's getting more of a push now. From a charismatic, being able to talk, a promo, he he is just not there. Um, I don't know if it's just he's too young or he's just shy or maybe that's his gimmick. He just he can't speak for himself and he, he needs to have somebody else with him. But I think it's going to be a damn good match. And I'll be honest with you, I think that Dante Martin's going to get the uh, the diamond ring. In my opinion, I think it's time to take it off of MJF. And I think if we're going to give Dante a push, I think now's the time. Cool. What do you think, Liam? Do you think they should keep it with MJF? Oh, I hope somebody gets the diamond ring, man. Keeps me up at night thinking about it. Uh, whatever. Oh, uh, um, fuck. We're moving on. We're moving I, on. I hope Mike, he gets what's the your take ring. on this? Stop it, breathy ass. Mike, what do we think about this situation? Do we think Dante Martin... <laughs> it, it, all points are pointing... Shut up. Go drink your fucking stout horse shit. Fuck you. Good God. Oh, <laughs> breathy dick mouth. Go red, ride your bike. Mike, uh, what ride do you my think? Bike. What do you think about the situation? Dante Martin is obviously going to be somebody, hopefully, if Tony Khan can keep him around, somebody who could be around AEW for many, many years to come. Do you think it should be time for him to get a little bit of a push and to get a win off of somebody like MJF? So I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think uh, Dante is not going to win. I think MJF is going to win. I'm going to, here's why. The whole storyline. Team Taz is mad at Dante for leaving the group, for leaving FTW. So it's going to be so, a fuck finish. Yeah, and I think okay. you know what you know what Taz says. Send Hook. Hook's going to have a reason. He's going to be the reason why Dante's not going to win it. He's going to hook him. Yeah, he's going to hook him. And I thought his debut was not bad either. Well, yeah. okay. Let me ask you this question, Liam. Do you do you think MJF probably is going to beat Dante Martin? Yeah, and you don't. Dante's think got no personality. I just I don't care about him at all. So, okay, fair enough. Um, I'm in camp Dante Martin, but I completely see where Team Taz could completely screw him over. Let's talk about that real quick. Let's take a little side trip here. Hook actually debuted in the ring. Uh, Taz's son and a lot of people really liked it, from the music to his ring attire to the way he wrestled. Mike Cook, let me start off with you first because you were the one who initiated this. Do you think that we're seeing somebody in Hook who actually legitimately could be a part of the future of AEW, or do you think this is a flash in the pan thing? Nah, I can see him being the future. Like just the whole aura that he had. That crowd when they played this thing by Action Bronson, that crowd went nuts. And the moment he walked out, they went even more nuts. And every move he was doing. That crowd was feeding into it. 
It's just like watching old school Taz almost. Yeah, I got bad total Taz wise off of it. Would be would he be considered a, a Guido if if we're going by his character, his shtick? Is he a Guido? I mean, Taz says he's Italian. He doesn't recognize anything else. And look, I see a lot of Taz in his face. So yeah, yeah I guess that makes him a, a Guido. I watched a lot of growing up Gotti, so don't blame me here. Um, I can well, tell by the whole episode, like you've you've been influenced. Yes, I have been. Uh, Mr. Savage, did you get did you get to check out the first match of uh, Hookster? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was I was interested to see if he uh, did anything. Do you think he shit the bed, or do you think he did all right? No, no, he was good. Uh, it was a good debut. Now I I can't say based on today's terms whether they laid out that match a month ahead of time. Who knows? But uh, he was very he didn't fuck up. You know. Ooh. First match, he didn't fuck up. He he was very sound. He seemed like he's fundamentally right there, and uh, yeah, I you know he it doesn't hurt that your dad is Taz, right? I mean, fuck. I mean, this is true. I mean, do so, you think a little bit of nepotism is playing into this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he was always he's obviously giving him pointers and stuff like that, uh, and helping him along, but. He seems a bit different. He seems more like kind of a a boxing type of gimmick, you know? Like, it seems like he's kind of showboating, and then he does a big move, and then he showboats a bit. Taz didn't really do that. Taz got down to business, beat the shit out of somebody, and left the ring, right? So, I, but, I actually, you know. I actually, that one wrestler who I was a big fan of uh, was Consequences Creed in TNA. Loved that gimmick, by the way, the boxing and the America and all that. I loved that. Um, okay. Obviously, that didn't get over too well, but maybe he can if if he is going with the boxing type of thing. This uh, this tough guy image will will continue to work for him. I don't know who he's going to be taking on next, but uh, should be interesting. If you are a big fan of Hook, uh, hit us up in the chat. Let us know what your thoughts are about what your opinion were uh, on his debut. Love to get your opinions on that. Uh, winner is coming tomorrow night uh, on TNT AEW from Garland, Texas. Show's going to be starting off at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 o'clock on the West Coast. Uh, just letting you know, if you're interested in watching it, uh, it's definitely going to be on. Uh, what do you think as far as the audience of AEW? They seem to be going up and down. First, they have over a million. Then they jump down to about eight hundred thousand. Then there's seven hundred thousand. Then there's nine hundred thousand. Do you think people are genuinely, currently, based upon the age of the brand, invested each and every week, or do you think they still have not quite established themselves as we are a wrestling promotion and this is our time slot? I think they have a core audience uh, because they kind of lock into a certain, you know, it'll be six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred, and it's seems like it stays within that kind of range for dynamite at least rampage not very it's not doing very well at all nxt's even beating them so uh but yeah i mean the problem i have is just the very it's very inconsistent as far as the booking goes things will be good like you know something will be built on on a story one week and then it'll be three weeks later before they continue that 
and that you could see the fans maybe going like, oh, well, you know, I was hoping this would pay off tonight and I didn't get to see it, so maybe I'll tune out or something. Which is what I was saying the other week about how Tony Khan needs booking help big time. He needs someone to show him the way. So, And who would you recommend to be his booker? Like I said, Kevin Sullivan would be a good choice just based on who's out there right now. Even though he's, you know, he's, he's up there, but he's, you know, his mind is still sharp, so... I say what, give them Kevin Sullivan. What do you think, Mike? Do you think that Tony should should go ahead and just get himself a wrestling-minded booker? Or do you think Tony, you know, <sighs> he seems to be doing fine. Let's let him keep doing what he's doing. I'd say let him keep doing what he's doing. Uh, he has plenty of wrestling personalities as agents and whatnot, too. Uh, at the same time, it wouldn't hurt if they had one. But someone who's more, you know... Like, as you mentioned, more sound in mind for it. We've seen too many mess-ups with WCW, you know, because they had to wear it was run by corporate America. And then when they did bring a wrestling guy in there, you saw how that worked out, Bill Watts. So that could be a hit or miss. Yeah, no, I, I think with Tony, I think he is a student of the game. Once again, this is just my opinion. I think he's a student of the game. I think he does his homework. I think he does have the right people around him. Um, I think he's. I think his coaches do a really, really good job as well. I mean, you have Arn Anderson, uh, you have Tully Blanchard, you have Jake Roberts, you have Billy Gunn, you have Jerry Lynn. Um, you have a lot of people there who are more wrestling oriented than sports entertainment, you know, oriented. I feel like the people that he could have in his ear. He definitely has them in his ear. Now, does he still have Kenny and the Bucks? And, you know, he, absolutely he still has them in his ear as well. And, and rightfully so. He still needs to keep a, a pulse on, you know, what this current generation is wanting to watch and what interests them. But could bringing somebody in with wrestling help? Sure. But it's got to be the right person. Um, and as much as, as I think Kevin Sullivan could be, his recent actions don't really necessarily show me that uh, maybe he's where he needs to be mental framework wise. So that's just my take. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. So <laughs> with that being said, we have covered so many different topics tonight. Hopefully you have enjoyed some of this stuff. Um, Oli, Oli was a better booker. Um, we've enjoyed it Oli's so far. Right. So please, by all means, uh, let us know what are some questions that you guys have before we sign off today. What are some thoughts that you guys have? Questions, comments, concerns? The floor is yours right now. Go ahead and either call the hotline or throw them in the chat room. Um, as we are waiting for people to do this, I want to go ahead and throw some things out here. Mike, what is uh, what is coming up for you on Mike World Order? What's uh, what's going to be happening? Uh, so tomorrow night's episode. Uh, right now we're just doing freestyle and holiday episodes. Uh, we're going to relaunch in uh, January the 5th. But uh, tomorrow night's episode, we uh, we usually be doing this thing called the Strong Chat Championship. Uh, I wanted to pretty much to where more and more of the people in the group chat get involved. Tomorrow night's defense, Mikey Starks goes against oh. the new number one contender, The Rit. So The Rit will be 
on uh, Mike World Order tomorrow night in the group chat. He's actually been a regular on our, our Thirsty Thunder Thursday shows, which is basically like our one-hour happy hour show that we do on Thursdays, uh, exclusive to our Twitch followers and subscribers. Uh, so we've pretty much been doing that. And, of course, on the weekends, for those who have a taste in certain genres of music, we do have MWO Radio with your host, DJ Mike Sod. We pretty much here do Saturdays or Sundays. Some days is hip hop, some days is heavy metal, some days is vaporwave. It's a we do take requests. So if you're interested, tune in. All you have to do is follow us, subscribe at Mike World Order if you have a Twitch account. I like it. Did I like you say it. vaporwave. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Vapor. Okay, so it's basically like that's a very movie. polite way, Liam, of asking what something is. What the what fuck the fuck is, is a motherfucker? Speak I mean, up. It's, it's it's Liam. What do you expect? <laughs> honk honk. I'm driving through. <laughs> I just love his. Oh no, a bell dipshit. Yeah, you got a basket but, uh, on that thing. You fucking no. It's basically like different categories: elevator music, video game music, uh, basically industrial type music. Okay. It's it's right. interesting. Like, for example, the HBO theme song, that genre is considered vaporing the, the old version, you know, home box office, whatever it's called. Okay. I think I'm lost already, so. Don't worry. I'll send you a track after the show. Don't worry. I got you. Oh, terrific. Oh, come on, man. Don't be that way. Just give it a chance. <laughs> give it a shot. Give it a shot. Just give it a shot, bro. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Liam, what what is going on yeah. with our YouTube channel? What's going on with that? It seems like well, how many uh, followers are we on to, or subscribers, I should say? Uh, I think like fifty five. Ritz was saying earlier, so we're getting near that hundred when we have a giveaway. So all you people better uh, subscribe. We're also I mean, uh, the the giveaway is going to be the autograph Sabu book. Yes. Yeah, so we, we would really like if uh, people would throw a subscribe. It doesn't hurt. Just throw a subscribe there. Help us build that channel up. Uh, let's get a random lucky person that autographs Sabu book, which is nothing to sneeze at. No, it's not. That's, that's... going to go right out to a random person that hits that 100, and uh, that's all we can ask for, right? No, I agree. That's huge. That's awesome. I mean... And, and we appreciate everybody who has been supporting us. I mean, we've added some new shows on here. Liam, what do you think about you and I just going back and forth at each other? Uh, you taking one side of the story, I'm taking another side. What do you think about that, huh? You and God, I arguing dude. about something. I think, oh, well, that could get dangerous. Uh, it could get dangerous. Living I mean, dangerous. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm up for seeing you cry at some point, so I mean, I'm wow. totally up for it. Sure. Wow. I thought we had a friendship going here, but I guess not. I just mean your friends don't cry sometimes. Mm -hmm. Some more than others. You look like a serial killer in a garage. I'm not going to lie to you. Thank right you. Now, I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Fuck um, you. Okay. Yeah, anyway, you look like Hannibal. Oh. I don't, I don't look wow. like Hannibal. Wow. I have all my hair. I don't sound like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> And I know how to interview people. I've done it before. Not in the professional wrestling industry, but in the music industry. But I did not talk like this. And I would actually raise my voice to different levels sometimes. 
Thank you very much. Dang, that was actually spot on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's fucked up, but that was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, I'm now on break, baby. Woohoo! I am not having to wake up tomorrow morning and have to smell eighth grade, ninth grade, BO. I don't have to worry about that. No breaking up fights. The life of a middle school teacher, my friends. You know what? It's only the fourth full month of the school year, and I feel like it's been three years. It's been that insanely crazy. So if I have any recommendations for any of you out there, if your kids uh, are in school, please take care of the teachers as well. Make sure you get them a Christmas gift or at least a thank you card for taking care of your kids during the year. I'm not pandering at any point in time. I'm just being honest. I'm shooting from the heart. Uh, it is not an easy job. And it, I think it gets difficult each year that goes by, especially the way society is today. So make sure you take care of your kids' teachers, uh, especially the geography teachers as well. And uh, Mike, let me ask you this. Do you know all the Great Lakes? Can you name them all right now? Right off top oh, of your head. fuck me. Hell no. I, I, there's no chance in this world. And I, I used to work in the middle them. school too, so I'm like, hell no. Just, just throw them out what you know. Uh, Lake Titicaca? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> listen listen there is five for uh, five yep yeah there's michigan there's superior there's ontario there's erie there's huron there you go you're reading it off of the computer screen i'm Very not reading good. anything off of anything bullshit just, you're not i'm not reading anything hey, nope. google. <laughs> i don't have google literally i'm just doing this um Please go ahead and follow us each and every week uh, on our Twitch channel and just go ahead and hit that follow button. So whenever we are going to be going live, you will get notification so you can go ahead and listen to us. If you'd like to go ahead and hit subscribe button, we'd appreciate that as well. We do have that new merch store, which we will go ahead and tweet about as well after we go off the air tonight. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the show or would like to jump into the conversation, you can hit me up. I'm at Mike Freeland. Uh, Mr. Savage, if people want to continue the conversation, what's your Twitter handle? If they would like to get in touch with me on Twitter, you raspy bastard. They can go gonna, at I hope Savage fucking tires. Liam, and they can talk to me and see my link tree, mm -hmm. and I will bid them the very many salutations. He's and a good. He's a good orator. Don't be making fun of him. Well, he's a good something. Yeah, you something else. Finish, finish, finish your, finish your promo, okay? Well, as I was saying, you and a bomber. I would like to extend. You looking motherfucker. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to extend greatest salutations to all of you in the FRM universe. And if you would like to follow me, please do so. I'm on Linktree. Go on my Twitter and see it. And if you do not, well, then the young bucks will come after you. Goodbye. And good night. Bang. <laughs> Can't get over this. Guys. Um uh, if you'd like to talk to another wrestling enthusiast, someone who actually 
does not make fun of Kenny Omega, and you'd like to follow Mike World Order. Mike, tell people when the show is on. Tell everybody <laughs> the schedule, where they can buy merchandise. The whole nine yards, the floor is yours. And, and bust the nuts, shut your ass. <laughs> well, uh, you can uh, tune in. Are you everyone. fucking doing the raspy breathing Ooh. on purpose? Who, me? Well... Okay, I thought you were doing. I thought you were going to start mocking me as well. Oh. I'm sorry. Continue, Mike. You know I've always had a, a raspy voice. Come on. Man. I know you do. It's it's a very it's a very good sexy raspy voice. It's my trademark. You know you don't have to look at the numbers to see who's calling you, Mike Thunder. But um, you can uh, see us at uh, MWO uh, live on Wednesday nights. Me alongside J Rod and Filthy Tom. Um, Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. live. And then, you know, January we'll be back on Spotify and Apple. Right now we're just taking a break for the holidays. And, of course, uh, Thursdays you can join in on our special happy hour at 9 o'clock p.m. Thirsty Thunder Thursdays. Where basically uh, you come in, you know, have a drink. You actually get to join us, the panel, live. It's not just the group chat as well, too. You actually join us and just have a drink and Shoot the shit. And then, of course, on the weekends, you have at random times MWO Radio with your host, DJ Mike Son. DJ Mike Son. I know, right? <laughs> I like that. We use it all next time. Uh, this week, not sure what we're going to be playing, but I know last week we did old school hip hop. We are not doing country music. Don't ask. Don't ask. But, it's garbage. Nah, but we do play all sorts of metal. And yes. Mentioned vaporwave. Sorry, Leo. Vaporwave. I'm sorry, Leo. I will send you a link after. I I promise you, it's not that bad. You just, it's actually relaxing. You know? Liam's into ASMR. Did you know that, Mike? Oh, gosh. Don't get me started on that because I literally, two weeks ago. Oh, ASMR. It's infiltrating my eardrums. Please stop. I cannot take it anymore. Ugh. That's the part I'm waiting on. <laughs> Mike Freeland. Oh, you silly boy. <laughs> oh, man, he's hurting me. <laughs> Is it wrong that I would go to bed with a uh, Kenny Omega, what do they call them, uh, wrestling buddies? I mean, we also got Mike Buddy. You do have a Mike <sighs> Buddy. Where can we buy a Mike Buddy? So you can actually Yeah, I mean pretty much MikeBuddy.com No, (laughs) you can actually reach out to me on social media Per special request Uh, You can follow me on Twitter At MyCunic That's Mike with five eyes Don't ask me, Mikey Whipwreck Came up with the name, I just took it and ran with it And um, you can also find me On Instagram at MikeWorldOrder Recently my whole Shtick got hacked and I had to create yeah. a book. Yeah, that was crazy. Sorry about that for those who yeah. have with being asked about Bitcoin, uh, logins, and cash apps. But, however, we do have a special going on in December. You can win your free order shirt of your choice if you report and make sure you show proof that you reported my fake account. Oh, I did. I guess you got a free shirt. You're already in the drawing. You're in a drawing, you fucking yeah. creepy bike riding bastard. It's, it's a drawing. They, they win a free t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry, Freeland. I like exercise. God. 
Wow. What a fucking moron oh, I am. Oh, you, you. Fucking... I'm sorry. I like to get on my bike and exercise. You know what? We are done. That's going to conclude this week's episode oh. of Front Row Material. I'd love to thank our special guest, Mike Cook. Please tune in and follow the Mike World Order on social media. Got great shows, great programming. Buy his merchandise as well. Follow him on social media. And Mr. Liam Savage, a.k.a. Bustinut, a.k.a. I ride my tricycle in the streets. If you see me, don't hurt me. Oh, okay. Cool. Pee-wee's Playhouse, you big weirdo. Guys, <laughs> yeah, it looks like Pee-wee's yeah, looks like Pee -wee's fucking bike. God yeah, damn it. it. It does. It does, you fucking quack. It's all red all and right, decked guys, out. Have a great, great rest of your evening, and we will catch you next week on Front Row Material. Hold on. Maybe? Hold on. Hold on. Possibly? Enter. Hit the enter button, Michael. Why do I have to continue? Oh, boy. Stop, stop, stop. I hit the button. I hit the button. Damn it. I hit the button. Son of a bitch. Oh, gosh. Shit.